Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. We're back. I'm back on my bullshit. <laughs> I had one. Yesterday was rough, dude. You gotta go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. I rode, I rode the short struggle bus all day long, man. I say short struggle bus because it was an extra special struggle. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, dude. I I just, I couldn't get it yesterday. People were noticing too. You know, Stephanie, who's my, uh, who owns Obsidian <clears throat> Recruiting, you know, she uh, heard I was just talking yesterday. We had a couple meetings and uh, she's like, uh, she just knew. She picked up on it. Tyler, another one of our partners called me or sent, he sent me a text. He's like, hey, man, uh, is everything okay today? <laughs> Alright, that's hey, listen, this is the thing though. And this goes to all of you leaders listening. And and Stephanie and Tyler included everybody in my life that's a leader and everybody that's gonna be a leader, and everybody that listens to this that's gonna be a leader. If you wanna be the top dog, people are going to notice everything. Everything. They'll notice when you're on, they'll notice when you're off. They'll notice when you're happy, they'll notice when you're set. And it's not like it's not a bad thing. Number one, I would hope they care about you. I know the people in my life do. But number two, when you're off your game as a leader, um, it causes insecurity, you know, because then people start to wonder, you know, and it's not selfish either. Like, oh no, how does their mood affect me? But it does, you know what I mean? People start to wonder, is there something wrong in the business? Is there something wrong with me? Did I do something wrong? Did I make him or her mad? It's you know, you got to be very, very careful with your moods. You know, Kelly, too, another girl that works in the company, she texted my wife yesterday. She's like, um, is it okay if I call Mike or should I wait till tomorrow? I'm like, D- I didn't even realize I was that far off my game, but I guess, guess it was very detectable. So I feel like you get one bad day, maybe a quarter, if that, if you want to be a true leader, because like I said, people will pick up on it. You know, this is, you can't, and that's why it's so important that you do what I said yesterday. And that is <clears throat> lean into it and do the things that you don't want to do. Because yesterday, all I wanted to do was drink. And if I would have drank yesterday, I would have woke up today hungover, anxious, sad. And to, to one day would have turned into two, two probably would have turned into three or four. Uh, it's usually three or four day bunches for me if I screw up. So you got to be careful. You got to know yourself. You can't be you can't be going backwards. And you know, like I said, if you want to be the top dog, you always got to be on your game. You're going to have bad days every once in a while. However, the harder you lean into it, and the more that you do what you're supposed to do, regardless of how you feel, the shorter you're going to be down for. For me, one day just needed one good night's sleep, dude. I slept last night from eight thirty till what was it 6 30 this morning i got 10 hours of sleep i woke up feeling like a like a little gem <laughs> woke up feeling great you know it's uh you gotta bounce back quick you gotta bounce back quick man you know and here's the thing is if you get into a bad mood and nobody says anything to you that's a really bad indicator that it's normal or rather it's a really good indicator of something bad which is that it's normal. People, like if you're in a position of leadership and you're cranky and people don't 
call you out or say something to you about being cranky, there's you, you're something because that's I used to be a completely different leader three, four years ago than I am now. Whereas I'm 95% positive now, I was probably 50 50 before, if not worse. Positive, negative. Like people, like people before, you know, a couple years ago would have never have thought to like, hey, Mike, you having a bad day today? Because I was kind of always had, I always had like a dark cloud. I was always on edge. I was always liable to snap out. You know what I mean? So if, (laughs) man, I'm giving you guys some juice right now. Like seriously, think about it. If you get cranky and down and nobody says anything to you and you're a leader, chances are that's normal. Your people have gotten used to it. That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. When the Everybody wants to be number one. Everybody wants to be in a top position. Everybody wants to be the top dog until they realize what it takes. And what it takes is you lose a whole bunch of freedom. Yes, you gain freedom. You gain income. You gain influence. But you lose freedom. You don't get to react and feel how you want to react and feel. You know, I can remember when my wife and I had our second miscarriage a little over a year ago. God bless, we have Ada now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. This perfect little gift you gave us. But when we had that miscarriage, it was devastating. I took, I think, maybe 36 hours and was right back in the game. You don't have an opportunity to sit around and feel sorry for yourself. You don't. We went, I mean, after that, you know, I'm telling you, right, you just don't, you don't have, people are looking to you for love and leadership and support and direction and empowerment. And regardless of what's going on in your life, you got to bring your A game. That's one thing I've committed to is going through what I'm dealing with in, in my life in different areas is I will never let anything Outside of my control, we talked about this. Other people's actions are outside of your control. There's nothing you could do about what other people... People get all angry and waste all this time trying to control other people's actions. People are going to do whatever it is that they want to do, good or bad. There's nothing you can do to stop them. You know what I'm saying? So instead of sitting around getting all upset about it, you know, I've committed. I'm not going to let anything, anybody else's actions, what they say, what they do, anything dictate anything in my life. It's not going to dictate my moods. It's not going to dictate how hard I work. It's not going to dictate how much money we donate. It's not going to dictate how many people we help. It's not going to dictate how many employees I bring on. It's not going to dictate how many clients we help and serve. It's not going to dictate any of that. And when you have that attitude, you're completely and utterly bulletproof. There's nothing that anybody can do to you. The only t- the only thing that can ever hurt you are the things that you allow to hurt you. You know what I'm saying? The only ways that people can hurt you are ways that you allow people to hurt you. It's that simple. So if you really want to be a leader, man, you really want to be a top dog, you got to be on your game. You have to, you're going to have a bad day every once in a while, but you got to bring the energy, the love, and the power the next day. And you got to bounce back quick. You can't be sitting around feeling sorry for yourself. The other thing I wanted to talk about with you guys today is delivery. Delivery. Mm, This is a good one. This is more of a leadership oriented, but this is good for relationships. Dude, this is good for everybody. Forget what I just said. This is good for everybody. Everybody needs to tune in right now. 
good delivery versus poor delivery. I'm talking about the way that you speak to people, especially as a leader, but this applies everywhere, will make or break you. This is an art form that when added into your skill set will cause a crazy positive multiplication effect. And when it's subtracted from your skill set, it will divide. Big time. Delivery is probably one of the most overlooked yet most important aspects of leadership. It blows my mind. I might do a, a, a course on delivery because it blows my mind how little it's talked about and how little information there is out there on delivery. Bad delivery has ruined so more capable leaders than any anything else I've ever seen. So typically, this is where I see it. High performing, high caliber, A-type personalities that get really high level results automatically attract people to them because people want to be like them. But then they drive those people away with their damn mouths. And it's not out of malice. It's not intentional. It's they hold themselves. I'm speaking to a couple of you right now and I can feel it. I can feel the connection from my mouth to your heart right now. I can literally, I haven't even published this episode and I can feel the words being pulled out of my mouth into somebody's heart right now. You're not doing it intentionally. It's not out of malice. It's just you hold yourself to such a ridiculously high standard, which is awesome. But you're expecting everybody else to be like you. From new people to veterans, and here's the problem with that. I used to tell people in the life insurance company, you need to treat people like babies. I'm not here yelling at my infant two-week-old child because she's shitting her diaper, peeing all over my hands when I'm changing her, and crying when she's hungry. She's doing what a normal baby does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's doing exactly what I would expect a baby to do. I, honestly, she's been better than what I expect. She would do this kid's great. And every once in a while, you get a great baby in business. Every once in a while, you get a great baby in a new company or a new hire. Like, they're still a baby. But like, like Ada, they don't cry as much at all. I mean, this kid is perfect. Just about as good. Like I've said it 10 times, man. 100 times. If if I'm ready to have 50 of these things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ada's amazing. I don't know my wife feels the same way. She does all the feeding. But uh, I think she does. But usually you're just going to get a baby baby. So what I see happen is these super high caliber, high high level, high, high expectation leaders... They get, you know, they hire these new people. They come in and they're babies and they shit themselves. They cry. They fall over. They piss all over you and you get mad at them and you spank them like a toddler or you yell at them like an adolescent child. And what happens? <laughs> well, that's abuse. It is. You need to expect 
Like, you're the leader for a reason. You're in your position for a reason. Like, there is a reason. There's You're a cut above everybody else. You are different than everybody else. You're the CEO. You're the president. You're the partner. You're the CFO. You're the blah, blah, blah. Whatever. You're the MGA, the RGA. The G. You're there for a reason. There's a reason why you are in that position. And other people aren't. And people that might have even been there longer than you aren't. You have a special set of skills, discipline, self-accountability, just the list goes on, that set you apart from these. Not that these people won't ever get there. They're just not developed yet. You cannot be as hard as somebody that is underdeveloped. I, the best piece of advice I could give to you, man, like I... So I would treat, when I was in life insurance, I would treat first year agents like, well, first six month agents like babies. I expect babies to do baby things. Like I said, pee and poop and cry and not be able to pick their heads up, right? Totally, <laughs> totally relying on you and the rest of the leadership team, right? People that have been there for six months to a year, I treated them more like toddlers. Like, I don't expect you, like, I expect you to have temper tantrums and all this other, but there are certain things I don't expect you to be doing anymore. Like, I expect you to be able to walk now, okay? You should be able to crawl, to walk, to pick your head up. People that have been there a year and a half to two years, I treated them like kids, you know? Like, I expect, I don't expect you to be shitting your pants anymore. Every once in a great while, I can understand, but habitually, no. I don't, I'm expecting that the temper tantrums are coming to an end. I'm expecting development. People that have been there two, three years, you're like teenagers. I don't expect you to poop and pee yourself. I don't, ex but I do expect that you're going to, the first time you drive my car, after you get your license, you're going to scrape the side of it. You're going to, you're going to scuff my ribs. I expect that. That's a teenager mistake. You have to take what I just said metaphorically and apply it to the people in your life that you're responsible for leading, directing, and guiding. Look at where they're at in their progression. Look at how long they've been there in their tenure. And some people will progress quicker than others in terms of their tenure, right? So you get lucky, you'll have a six-month person that's acting like they've been there for two years already. Boom, let's go. That's a great one, but that's not typical, is it? You have to be you have to learn how to coach the average people because you're they're average because there's a lot of them. That's why they're the average. It's the most common sample selection. You got to get used to coaching average people and we'll talk about coaching superstars at a different time, but you're not going to be not every person that comes to you is going to be a superstar. Unless you're super high caliber you're gonna more. You're more likely to attract superstars. Like I feel like everybody in my company. I feel like if I've got just you know ten employees, eight of them are superstars. At least. You know, if you're, I'm not sitting here ego boosting or anything. I just I know what my strengths are. Okay, I know what my strengths and weaknesses are. So if I'm a nine out of ten, I'm more likely to attract sevens and eights. And that's another thing. If you feel like you're getting a lot of just idiots in your deal, where you're leading, you're, you're probably low on the scale. It's, a, it's the 18th law, I think 18 law of the lid and 21 irrefutable laws by John Maxwell, the law of the lid. If you're a seven, you're going to attract fives and sixes. If you're a five, you're going to attract threes and fours. So if you are, 
If you look around your organization and you got a bunch of three or fours, you better start looking at yourself. What's wrong with you? Why are you a five? Is it a lack of discipline? Is it a lack of integrity? Is it your work ethic? What What is it? But anyways, back to the delivery. You've got to master the delivery. And you've got to stop spanking babies. That's, that's, that's lesson number one. Lesson number two is always try to remove emotion from the situation, which is this probably the hardest thing. At least it is for me. You need to learn before you open your mouth, okay, to control your damn emotions. I've said it before. A man or a woman who has no control over their spirit is like a city with broken down walls. What is the city without broken down walls? Exposed to attack and defenseless. So you've got to remove emotion from the situation. Walk away for a second and never complain sideways or down. If you need to vent, you always go up. You never go down or sideways. That's a big mistake a lot of new leaders make is they get frustrated by something and then in front of subordinates, they start bitching about it. That's not a good look. It's not a good look. It makes you look unhinged makes you look unhinged. I've done this a million times. It makes you look unhinged. <clears throat> it makes you <clears throat> it makes them question how solid the deal is. If you seem so unhinged by these problems, it, it exacerbates the problems and magnifies them. So you got to control your emotions and you can't let anger get the best of you in any situation. Most bad delivery comes from a lack of understanding and a lack of control of anger. Delivery is an art. This is going to take time for you. And I could give you very elementary lessons with delivery. Good, bad, good. The sandwich theory. Okay, if you got it, if you got to say something, if you have to correct bad behavior in somebody, you always listen, Jim. I just wanted to let you know, man, how excited I am for you. You know, you had a great week last week, production-wise. You know, we're me and the other leaders, man, we're really excited for you. But you know, what I've noticed, Jim, is the past two meetings, you've been, you know, two, three minutes late, which, Jim, man, that's not a huge deal in the grand scheme of things, but it really is. Because if you're gonna be a future leader, Jim, and you're gonna have people that look up to you, if you're consistently late to meetings, you know, even if it's just two or three meetings, what do you think they're gonna think it's okay to do? Right? And now it becomes a cultural norm in our deal. And now people think it's okay to just be late. And what do I tell you all the time, Jim? How you do it one thing is how you do everything. Exactly. So we want to make sure that we're airtight on all of these little disciplines. Does that make sense, Jim? But dude, I just wanted to let you know. I just want to reiterate. This is not a big deal. Let's correct it. Let's get it fixed. And I'm just super excited for your development. Boom. Like most people, Jim, hey, why the f*** were you late today? Don't ever let that happen again. There's no excuse for that. All right? All right. Click. You know, big difference. Big, who do you think Jim's going to be more loyal to? First guy or second guy? Who do you think Jim is going to go to war for? First guy or second guy? Simple. You know the answers. So, dude, I'm telling you right now. Work on, on your delivery. Uh, a good, good books to read for this would be uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I think The 48 Laws of Power by Robert, what's his face, is also a really good one for this. It's a little Machiavellian in its approach, but um, it's all about 
influencing, let's say it that way, people. It has a lot of it has a lot of communication tips in there. So I think if you got your hands on how to win friends and influence people, the 48 laws of power. I think leadership gold by Maxwell touches on delivery a little bit. I, I might be wrong on that. I'm sure I'm getting it confused. Still, you could read that book. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, or ask me, or get around. You know what I did in my business is when I used to be in the life insurance business, I used to get around Simon a lot and listen to him handle, you know, my old mentor, listen to him handle tough conversations with people. I would just get and listen, like, you know, and he dealt with some very serious issues with people. And I got to kind of just be there as a fly on the wall and listen to how he handled people, how he handled people who had screwed up, how he handled people that were disloyal, how he handled people that were fired up about somebody else's indiscretions, how he handled people that were mad, how he handled, like, dude, you get around somebody that has good delivery and listen to them. And, and, you know, you only really want to be listening to people that are brown belts or black belts. You know what I'm saying? There was white, blue, purple, brown, black. A black belt in jujitsu could be over a decade to get to of consistent practice. You know, who are the browns and black belts in your business that you could get around and listen to? Like, okay, you, you, like, here's a great thing that you could do. Let's say you're a mid-level manager and you need to have a tough conversation with somebody about performance. Ask the black belt if they'll do it, not because you're afraid of doing it yourself, but because you want to see how they handle it, how they deliver the, the report to the person, how they do it. And then what you do after that, you have them listen to you have a tough conversation. So first you listen to them and then you have them listen to you. And critique you. This is how you make a million dollars. It's so funny. I got my uh, I got my uh, health insurance set up. Well, my assistant Rachel did. Thank you, Rachel. And uh, I got this letter in the mail from Maine Care. It's like the government subsidized health insurance up here. I think they just whenever you get health insurance in your state, they run you through the system to see if you qualify for like the government assistance. And they're like, uh, your income of, I won't say what it is, monthly, it's an absurd, it was an absurd number, disqualifies you from, uh, if you disagree with this decision, please let us know. <laughs> just, I was thinking, man, like uh, how, despite everything, it's just how blessed I am in my life, you know, just so, so incredibly blessed, man. And uh, I'm just thankful. That's all. All right. I think this was one of the better episodes today for leaders. So listen to this over and over again. I love you guys. Let's get.